Lord in heaven. What? Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, I just can't believe it. What? There's no flying in baseball. Hell, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You lose. Good day, sir. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Welcome to the kickback. My name is Kirch, here with Kelsey, as always. And today we're taking a look at the hailed masterpiece, <laughs> uh, Joker. Yeah, newest, uh, you know, origin story for the very famous DC villain Joker. Um, yeah, definitely hard not to compare this to other Jokers, but I think that I don't know, Karch, what do you think? Like, we should try to kind of isolate this movie as we talk about it? What do, you, what do you think is the best way to approach it? I think it's fair to... I think so, too. Cool. Good, yeah. <laughs> um, this movie's been hailed as a masterpiece. It's been torn down as meaningless. It's a kind of a controversial movie. Uh, yeah. People are pretty split, it seems. But I feel like people are pretty split on either hating it or loving it. And I think that's where we differ when I think it's safe to say right now that we're kind of somewhere in between, maybe leaning more towards the negative end, um, which I think is kind of interesting because yet also this movie is kind of taking over social media in a, in a sense of, of just like meme culture, I guess. But we also a little bit, yeah. watch a lot of that kind of stuff. But um, I think it's important to note that, that like it's... It's popular in a lot of mediums in media. (laughs) (laughs) Really, if you think this is the best movie ever made, this probably isn't the podcast for you. (laughs) Uh And if you think it's the worst movie ever made, it's probably not for you either. I think we're on the same page. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Um, Acting. Yeah, this is like for me the biggest plus for this movie. Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job. Like, and love it or hate it, (laughs) uh, like, uh, he did a really good job in this movie. And I think with what he was given um, for, you know, script and the character he was trying to portray, he he did a phenomenal job. It was very believable that he was. He was the character and not Joaquin Phoenix, you know, yeah, like yeah. playing someone. And yeah, you're not going to hear a review of this movie that doesn't say Joaquin Phoenix did a good job. Right. He's, I bet he'll get an Oscar nomination. Oh, yes. Yeah. I believe so. Uh-huh. Do I think he deserve it? deserves it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do think so. I think it's hard because like... He's only, I don't know, I think he's, like, the only thing really pulling this movie along. Like, we, I mean, we can go discuss further, but I don't really think any of the other characters do anything. They're all just kind of, like, a backdrop for the setting, in a way, and allowing him to kind of just, like, move from person to person, scene to scene. Like, I don't think that anyone else is, like really doing anything and so that's why i think that like it's easy to be like yeah he could get an oscar nomination because like he does a phenomenal job when everyone else does like an okay job yeah i don't know uh, yeah he does a great job mm-hmm. i think we'll talk about it more in plot but he's, totally he's a one-dimensional character that's true uh, and i think 
not a whole lot of people will agree with that, but I really think he is. I guess we'll, we'll say more to that then. Like, why do you think he is? And then why do you think people would disagree and find that like a, a controversial point that you just made, I guess? <laughs> like, I think most people would agree the whole movie is his transformation from like a... From him to the Joker, right? Right, yeah. Him going crazy throughout. Yeah. But it's never really consistent. Um, mm-hmm. His motivations are unclear most of the movie. Yeah. And Good there's point. some pretty big leaps at the end mm-hmm. of what he's become mm-hmm. that don't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I think a big cause of that is the what's real kind of plot line. Yes. How you don't know. Ugh. Oh, did that really happen? Did this really happen? Yes. Yeah. I I don't know. But let's let's table that for let's continue acting. You want to continue acting? Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, a lot of things to say about that. Um but I guess to talk about the point of his the character Arthur turning into the Joker, um I I agree with you. Like I didn't really see an arc, but more so just like a plateau with like bumps along it of allowing him to, like I said, I would say like it's plateauing. Oh, a little bump, like he kills people and then has that weird dance scene thing. And then like, it's like plateaus again. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that there's ever like progression. I think it just like stays the same with like him having interesting interactions along that process like i don't think it really builds to anything so i agree with you there with that character um and then other than that i don't i can't really speak to other characters because like i said yeah the mom she was fine the the imaginary girlfriend she she was fine um what did you think of uh the existence of um the waynes in the movie yeah that was shoehorned in that didn't need to be there um I thought the actor for little Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's like very unlikable. <laughs> he just like, face. well, he didn't say anything. I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't like how they used like the older Wayne. I, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't remember his name. Um, Thomas, that's what it is. Thomas Wayne. I just thought he was like needlessly a jerk. Like, and the movie, I know this is to be in the plot, but I just felt like the movie like, didn't tell us enough information on how to feel about the situation of like, oh, is Thomas's or is Arthur's mom like lying about the affair or is it real? Like, I don't know how to feel about this. And but but Thomas Wayne is a jerk. And like, why? Like, because of the lie of the affair or because it it isn't real? Like, I don't know. And so I just felt like the way they handled his character was like really poorly done because I just didn't. Yeah. I was like, like, why is he beating up this rando? Like, you're literally trying to be mayor, right? Like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, let's just jump in the plot. Thank I think you. we have a lot to say. I'm ready. Go ahead. Take it away. <laughs> I feel like to be a good piece of media in general, you got to have something to say. And you, that something could, to say could be that everything is meaningless or my something to say is that there is nothing to say Hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and the better you make your point i think that 
tends to be the better the, the quality of that media is. Totally. So I think that's the biggest downfall of this movie is it's intentionally vague to the point where you don't know what it's trying to say mm-hmm. or slash and what it is trying to say <laughs> is very weak. Yes. And people are hailing this as a masterpiece because it's so vague that they're like, People are saying, oh, it's left to the audience to to create the meaning for it mm. or to say what it's supposed to say for the movie. But that's not mm-hmm. the audience's job. It's not right. to make up the meaning. It's to discover it through evidence in in the media. Yeah. And this movie fails to give you strong evidence towards any point. And really nothing is consistent throughout. Yeah, I think that's really well said. And, and one thing I, I wanted to to point out, which I think is interesting that we've like read this article recently about, um, or video about how like, oh, if you, you know, have high expectations, like if you want to love this movie, you'll love this movie. If you don't want to, you won't. Like what you put in is what you'll get out of this movie kind of thing. And I think that is so true to, to a certain extent of like kind of what you're saying. Like if you watch this movie and you're like, whoa like i really believe it's about this and i love it then that's what you're gonna believe and you're gonna love it but for us you know trying to i think that we both kind of went in this movie with very neutral expectations and then we came out with a very neutral feeling of like oh that like kind of was yeah really subpar if you will and so I don't think that's the makings of a good movie or a bad movie i just think that you're right like that was like a poor execution on their part of being like really wish-washy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... I, the, the biggest problem with this movie is the more you think about it, mm-hmm. the the worse it seems. Ugh, yeah. The more... <laughs> the so more true. questions are raised than answered. Mm-hmm. And it's really irritating, honestly, to... Totally. Say, oh, this part was cool. Like, what does that mean? Oh, like nothing in particular. Whatever you want it to mean. Mm-hmm. And you could make a movie that says, like, actions are meaningless really well. There's other really great movies, but this one, this one falls flat. Mm-hmm. And I think it, this goes back again to the fact that, like, Arthur turning to the Joker is something that just like happens like that we don't really i don't think that we really see enough to be for it to be believable like like yes he like goes off his meds they like vocalize that to us they don't show us they just vocalize that to us that that's happening and um also we like see him like you know have more of a death count but um to me i don't really see a whole lot of that that change to when he I would say like the climax being where he's on the show, you know, and, and he's like, I'm not political, but now I'm going to get political, even though he was never a part of any movement. And now all of a sudden he's like the forefront of it. And it happens like accidentally. And I'm like, fine with that. Like, I'm fine that that can happen accidentally. And he like stumbles upon this like leadership, but that is so not like, I don't know, like the way that Joker ends out. Yeah, I feel like he's taking more responsibility for it than like actually is deserved, and and I I feel like 
to compare to other Joker characters, like he would be someone to take ownership for. Like I'm starting something. Like like screw society, society. <laughs> um, but he's like never like that. He's like, oh, I don't care. I'm just like trying to be a comedian. And like he has all these weird like 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 uh, goals that are kind of like. I don't know, parallel to what else, everything else is going on. Like he's on a different plane and it's just like really weird. I don't know. I don't know if that like entirely makes sense. No, I, that does make sense. He, like if there's, this is supposed to be a story about him becoming the Joker and like worse things happening to him. But yeah, he stumbles into his being the Joker. yeah. Yeah. Into being the Joker. Like some of the bad things that happen to him are just in his head. Mm-hmm. And then some of the key points where you could see him descend a little further, like, are not in the movie for some reason. Mm-hmm. Why didn't, did he kill his fake imaginary girlfriend? Right. I don't know. But if he did, that would have been a really good scene to show that he is, in fact, going crazy. Right. But instead, it's left to us for some reason. Mm-hmm. Which... Yeah. I don't know why they would do that. Or even to... Yes, I think one thing that I... Yeah, you just made me think of that scene in the end when he's like walking out of uh, being like interrogated and his his footprints are leaving blood. Like that's a really good ominous scene that says something happened in there. You know what I mean? And that is great. Like, and I wish that that style was... was a part of the entire movie but it's not like that's how we end the movie like like i feel like that version of arthur now as the joker is something that we never see come into like fruition very well like it just kind of happens like oh now he's like this character who like like killed this person like in a cell he was locked up how did that happen that's that's the joker we know yeah but we never see him I i don't believe like come to that i guess like um, and I, I did want to bring up to your point earlier on about the imaginary things. I think that was like a really good, um, way to go for the movie. I think that that could have been something really awesome. Like this idea that he is like making these fictitious stories kind of come to life, but it wasn't, I mean, there were totally hints with the girlfriend, but I just wish it was like more, like of a thing like we saw more of the imaginary stuff and it was like more obvious to us what was real or not like i wanted the audience to to know like no don't like go talk to thomas wayne or to be like yeah go talk to him because this happened because we know like i wanted the audience to know more so that we understood this character is crazy or this character is being wronged like I feel like it just walked the middle and you're like, he's kind of being wronged and he's a little crazy. Like, yeah. who knows? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's always just in the middle. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Make it just like, yeah. it's like the Rocket Man movie. Like, pick a tone and like, show this character like progressing in one aspect. Like, otherwise you're just like flip-flopping them around. <laughs> you know? We talked about comparing him to other Jokers. Totally. And we both love The Dark Knight. And mm-hmm. that's Heath Ledger does a really great Joker in that movie. <sighs> yes. And what makes him the Joker in that movie is he's a formidable enemy. He always seems to be a step ahead. He's planning 
all these different things at the same time. Right. And you don't know what his plans are, but he seems Sorry. to be ready for anything. And mm-hmm. it's re- really hard for me to see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker as like a a master planner. Mm-hmm. It, most of what he does is barely planned out or just plain reactionary. Yes. And how how it's really hard for me to see this Joker as a, an enemy of Batman in the future because he doesn't plan anything. He and like what he what you do see him plan, he planned to kill himself on the show. Then he then he didn't do that. He killed Murray instead. Right. Or he he like very briefly planned on killing his coworker. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a master plan or anything. Right. And well, I think the best way to like reiterate what you're saying is also the fact that he again like stumbles upon. Oh, I'm like this leader now. Like I'm the Joker. Yeah. Da da. Like that's not something that was intentional. You're right. It was reactionary, and I think that's our biggest problem with this movie. That like things like happen to him by situation and then he's just like again like to hone this in like he's just reacting and just like getting upset and i wouldn't call him a leader he's not a leader he's just a uh, maybe a figurehead well said yeah become he stumbles upon being this figurehead yeah a a leader i feel like leads or instructs people to do things and we never see him yeah and that's what makes it hard to see him as like a really good joker like an enemy to batman in the future yeah totally he He's less of an enemy than kind of a mentally ill ser- serial killer. Yeah. But you, it shows how inept he is about within society. Mm-hmm. Like He doesn't understand what's funny. He doesn't understand people in general. Mm-hmm. So how, how can I imagine him as a leader of people, mm-hmm. of, of a mastermind? Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I really can't. And we haven't even seen him like... I guess, um, like, function. Like, he can't, like, I don't know, like, truly, like, take care of himself once he starts that spiral. And so, like, I don't see him as, like, someone who, who is the Joker, who is, like, capable. I don't know. I don't know if that, like, really makes sense. Like, you're right. I just see him as someone who, like, is not getting the right, like, treatment he needs for, like, um, being abused as a child and, like, and suffering from... Yeah, the repercussions. And of he's that. not even like, smart. Yeah, I guess that was trying. That was kind of what I was yeah. trying to say. Like, his, all of his killings were done <laughs> kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like he should have been. He should be caught for most of his killings. Mm-hmm. Like well, he, he was going to get caught. Yeah. But like killing his mom, like people know. Oh, this person was suffocated. Right. <laughs> or. Killing his coworker, like there was just a pool of blood in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And a witness went left. <laughs> and it's supposed to be this build up to the climax, but I don't think the climax actually does what it's supposed to. Agreed, it's misplaced. Yeah, yeah. and you are misguided throughout the whole movie. He mm-hmm. never talks about society or anything mm-hmm. like that. Sure, you see little glimpses of it, but then. He has like a monologue about how society is like made him. him. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's just so inconsistent. It's it's really hard to get behind. I agree. That's what's so frustrating about this movie, and it frustrates me that people think it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Because if you dig any deeper, if you look for evidence to support why it's a masterpiece, it's I think it's really hard to find anything, Mm -hmm. anything clear at least, Mm -hmm. because the movie's so vague. Yes, in the fact again, you're right. Like, like that he is reactionary. He didn't. The monologue is misplaced and misguided because the whole time he's just being pushed around to situations, not by society, but by like the plot of fictional and like and real things happening to him, like. It's his own mind that creates the circumstances he's in. Yeah. And that drives him to to do things, I guess. Uh, Want to ask you a question. What did you think about the rat impl- imp- implementations, if you will? Um, like, in the beginning, we start with, like, oh, like, like, like diseased rats are on a rampage. What do you... What do you think about that addition um, and, like, how that news article shows up occasionally, not very often, in, in what it's trying to do? Well, yeah, I think that's a, a plus in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was it rewarded you for paying attention to the, to the news. Mm-hmm. And then if you look really closely, you could see these super rats in the background. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Thomas Wayne ends up... Does he call the poor Gotham citizens rats? Oh, no, he calls them clowns. Mm-hmm. But it's showing how the poor citizens mm-hmm. are gaining power mm-hmm. and overrunning the city. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I, th- I think that was a clear and intentional use of the rats. Mm-hmm. Also with the trash. There was like the trash strike, which is like the workers... <laughs> rebelling against the the higher-ups you could say and it's also showing literally that like the streets are trash Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's pretty good Mm -hmm. yeah i think um oh something that we talked about yeah i do that is a plus that's why i wanted to bring it up um i think one thing that we we said earlier on after watching this movie uh that i think that i that i think is why i kind of like this movie is that like this version of the Joker, I think, is just a characterization of Gotham City. Oh, yeah. Um, and that works. I'm giving it a lot of, <laughs> uh, I guess, credit for that, which I don't think was very intentional. I think Gotham City, in this movie in general, is a character. But I, I do think that the, the Joker character, um, or Arthur like that works if you push the whole like he's a product of society kind of thing um but again it's not enough i think that that would have been a really cool route to go to and kind of make a little bit more clear and would work well because we do love heath ledger's joker and that is just the best version and that's what i believe (laughs) and so i just think that like trying to recreate another joker that that would have been a better route of being like oh here is like like the Gotham Joker. If you, I don't know if that makes a whole yeah, lot of sense, yeah. but yeah. But anyways, I don't know. Um, I guess t- two things. 
Talking about other Jokers, mm-hmm. I want to take a quick second to defend Jared Leto's Joker. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Oh, I don't think he's honestly a terrible Everyone Joker. Everyone is... I feel like most people hate his Joker. And I think for what they were trying to do, they did a good job with Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. That Joker isn't a deranged person. He's more of a gang leader, a mob right. leader, mm-hmm. a gangster. And I think he did a good job. And I think the whole aspect of his goons with their like masks and stuff. Yeah, it was cool. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I think, um, no, I also defend Jared Leto's Joker because I think that like given the circumstances of the film, like, you know, he was, uh, he did what he could. <laughs> and also like that, remember that movie like had two different directors and like things were yeah. cut. And, and apparently just... there was enough joker scenes to make a whole joker movie supposedly right so i do think given the circumstances like it it's fine like i don't care i think that movie is trash but like (laughs) (laughs) like i think that's fine and yeah god i can't believe they're making a harley quinn movie like i kind of want to see it because it'd be like because i love margot robbie but i'm also like how did the studio green light that were they like they were like like oh (laughs) suicide squad was a total like like mess. Let's make a spin-off. Well, I, I think movie. it made money though. That's that's what it's about. But it, I guess maybe they recognize that Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn will make money because I do think that she was like maybe the only good thing about that movie. Um, I don't know. Coming back to our Joker right mm-hmm. now. Before we talk about it, there's a much better movie that I think this movie is kind of. Not ripping off, but taking inspiration from. Ooh, tell me. V for Vendetta. Oh man, what a phenomenal it, movie! It kind. Oh yeah, there's it a is lot very... of parallels. You're right. And but that movie was clear <laughs> the whole time. Well, and we start off with our, you know, antag or um, sorry, anti yeah, oh. antihero, if you will, V already established. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. And so he's creating chaos, whereas, like, the Joker is, like, (laughs) just, like, I don't know, bumbling into chaos and just being, like, oh, like, I am being bullied, must kill them, oh, like, now I have to deal with, I don't know, (laughs) like, I just feel like he just, like, I don't know, he was, like, following the, like, breadcrumbs the whole time, like, the plot allowed him to do certain things in order to push his character forward, if you want to call it that. Uh, I guess last thing on plot. Yes. I want to talk about one scene and okay, why I think it's so bad. The dance? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I think the dance is fine. Mm-hmm. It gave me some style points, sure. But the scene where the detectives question him outside of the hospital, I think that uh. scene epitomizes what the movie is as a whole. Good point. There's yeah. so Same much... More. At face value, the scene is is fine. Mm-hmm. And some people might call the scene really good, just like the movie. Mm-hmm. But if you dig deeper, the scene doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They're, the police are questioning him outside of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, they ask him about his laugh, something we've seen to be an involuntary kind of uh, disability for mm-hmm. Arthur. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the scene, he doesn't laugh and he jokes about, or I guess he claims that it's not, he's in control of the laugh, 
right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Something we've seen to not be the case. So sure, maybe we're being told that Arthur is more confident now. But then he like runs into the door mm-hmm. really awkwardly. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's also showing that he doesn't know what he's doing. Doesn't see clearly. Or he's a goofball in general. Maybe not goofball, but yeah. forward. But the more you think about the scene, mm-hmm. the harder and harder it is to piece out what exactly are we trying to, are we supposed to learn from this scene? Why are the detectives questioning him in front of the hospital and then quit questioning him immediately after? Well, also, I think my biggest issue with that scene is the fact that, like, I don't know how to feel about where Arthur's character is at. Like, he's having a really, like, you're right, he's, like, very confident. He's, like, he's very articulate with his comments. And... Like, it's, you know, still very much, like, it's part of my act that I had that that weapon. Like, it wasn't even real. Like, you know, and, you know, he's, again, very confident. And that's why I have an issue with that scene because I'm like, who is this? And then he runs into the wall and I'm like, I don't understand what I'm being told here. Like, kind of to your point. Like, yeah, I don't have so much of an issue with the cops just being like, I will let you go. But I, like, have an issue with the fact that I'm like, who is this new character that we just in, were introduced yeah. to? This is not Arthur. Like, he can't speak, like, at all, usually. Like, he has a very hard time articulating his thoughts and feelings to people. Like, unless he's with the woman who, um, the social the social worker woman. Like, which I wish, I feel like that could have been a great place to expand him more. We should have had more of those scenes to allow him to to go a little bit, you know, further into how he was feeling. You know, like... Like, I think that that scene's really good when he's like, you're not listening to me. You never listen to me. I just told you I don't feel important, you know? Yeah. And I feel like if we had more scenes like that, like, I'd believe a little bit more of the spiral. But I remember the scene where he gets fired from his job, uh-huh. and then it transitions into him in an alley, like, kicking a trash bag or something. Right. It's a show that he kind of has anger issues, and he uses his anger or he takes out his anger but through violence right okay. yeah totally but then <laughs> then you never see him really get angry again until maybe the end when he does it through violence yeah but it's like not enough when he kills the kids on the subway it's not really through anger it's like defense yeah it's defense at first and he like hunts down the third guy but he doesn't seem very angry no it's more of a fear thing the and whole time time it feels like very fearful the more you think about this movie, the more inconsistent it is. <laughs> what have we learned today? The more you think about Joker, uh, the worse it becomes. <laughs> yeah, so, well. Yeah. I think we've given credit to this movie where it's due and have talked down about it a yeah. lot. Um, Want to briefly touch on style, give our scores. Soundtrack's great. Yeah, soundtrack's really good. Um, I think style's fine yeah. colors i like the costume a lot i like I costumes really cool. yep um i think that the joker paint was the joker costume was very much a character in itself and i think that joaquin phoenix like acted in that sense as well too and i, I think that was well done you know yeah. with the good opening scene yeah yeah um really good first shot with the paint and him like smiling and crying yeah. that's real that tear yeah i, I saw yeah that. Uh-huh. um 
yeah, camera movement is something that was very good. It was mm-hmm. very steady and stable at some points, but it was and really the, erratic. And, I really like the way we move in and out yeah. of scenes. That's really well said. Um, yeah, like the production design was great. Like Gotham was a living city. Yep. In this one. Joker stares, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought his laugh was fantastic as well. Yeah. Yeah, it was really creepy. Oh, Let's go ahead. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No. Oh, um, I was gonna say one thing you said after the movie was that when you, when we left, you're like, I feel the same feeling as when I walked out of the movie eighth grade, where I just feel really uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. And I think that like that's a plus for this movie that like like while I don't like feeling that way, it wanted you to feel that way. Like I do believe that that was very intentional, and so I do give it credit for that i think yeah, that yeah. was like a good way to just feel like oh god this is like awful like like we're getting a glimpse of what it looks like to be this character yeah yeah um biggest disappointment in the movie <laughs> when he was running from the cops at the end he should have been laughing his butt off the whole time and <laughs> that would have made the scene way better mm-hmm. that's just a personal thing <laughs> yeah uh my least favorite part of the movie, maybe, I don't know. I would say when he's like in the cop car and the cops are like, you did this, like, uh, I hate you. And he's like kind of taking credit for it. And he's like, yeah, I did. Like, I'm great. And he never felt that way the whole time. And it's just like, yeah. what the heck? Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, that was just like really weird. Yeah. Um, scores. Oh, nope. No, my oh. very least favorite part of the movie is how they made this all be the cause of the Waynes being murdered. Oh, yeah, that was the worst part of the movie. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? It doesn't Why all... would you? Why would you? <laughs> it's like Star Wars. Like, why does everyone have to be related? Yes. Oh. It's unnecessary relationship. If the Waynes didn't exist in this movie, like I don't think it would have been better for it, but I think it would have been better in a lot of um lot of places. I think that people just automatically are like, Joker and Batman, you can't separate them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> um all right, let's do right, the scores. Sorry. Go ahead. I gave it a seventy five. Wow. I know. It's a I might lower it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for the most part, it was average. But I watched it again, maybe. Mm-hmm. If there's a, a sequel, I'd watch that. Yeah. yeah. For me, I gave it a 60 because I'm like... For me, a 75 is like a good movie with only a couple flaws. And for me, I don't... I think this is like an okay movie with a couple of of good like good spots so i think the acting from walking totally yeah so that's what i'm saying like styles like good and in some parts and so that's why i'm like this is an okay movie that has some redeeming qualities so well i 60 (laughs) percent i'd like really put it marked it down on the theme oh because i had nothing to say well also i marked it down a little bit on style and plot style just because i think that it was like at times like inconsistent with what it was trying to do if if you will like like, I don't know. I feel like we had this, like, really stylized film. And it was just, like, again, with this, like, bumbling character going through it. And so I was a little, like... Yeah. Again, with the inconsistency. There you have it. All right. Do you agree? Do you disagree? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Below. <laughs> or you can even hit us up on our Facebook page or Instagram page. 
That'd be kind of fun. Um, yeah, but thank you for listening to this episode of the Kickback. Hope you enjoyed. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and tune in next time.